This is Inside the Huddle, presented by Heart Cell Farms and Excavating. And now, live in the Razorback Camper Sales Studio, your host, Dalton Reed. It's good to be talking some high school football. But the Panthers walked out of Paul Bear Bryant Stadium in Fort Ice Victorious Friday night. What happened? I mean, that was just insane. What were your thoughts on that game? Well, my thoughts were, you know, you know, I know people think this is crazy around here, but we expected to beat them. Um, you know, uh, our boys definitely had – were very confident going into the ball game. We were prepared. And um, we just played really hard and we're, we were physical. <clears throat> and we were in better shape, I believe, toward the end of the game. And that's, uh, you know, that's a testament to those guys that worked really hard and bust their butt and put their faith in us. But <clears throat> I was really proud of them. And, you know, uh, that's what I told – some guys I used to work for, I made a rookie mistake down there on the goal line. We had a chance to go up. What was it? It was 40 to 29. We had the ball on the four-yard line, and we fumbled the football. And Fordyce scoops it up, and then he and he and then he loses it. Ends up being like a 20-yard loss or something. I don't know. And so we try a field goal, and we miss it um, on fourth down. But I was kicking myself for the play I called down there because, uh, you know, a guy I used to work for, for years, he told me, he said, hey, when you're on the goal line, whatever's working is working, you know, power it in there. And I tried to get a little fancy down there. And and it cost us um, to, uh, cost us putting the game away right then. But, you know, I was – you know, in, in a way, I was I was glad that happened because Fordyce goes down there and they big played us all night. And they go down there and score a touchdown on a couple plays. Um, just, you know, miscommunication and, and defensive sec- secondary coverage. we got to get that fixed. And – and uh, they score a touchdown real quick, kick an onside kick, and we recover it. And um, it gets to fourth and two, and Fordyce is out of timeouts. Um, and so I had two left. So I call one with 13 seconds to go. I said, listen, y'all got to get the first down here, um, or they get one more shot, and it's two yards. And I said, so who wants the football? Of course, so you know, all of them want the football. And that's a good sign. Um, but uh, I gave it to Luke Harper for two yards. And Luke Harper, you know, in testament to our offensive line, man, uh, give a lot of credit to those guys. They did a really good job the other night. And, um, you know, you want to give player of the game to all those guys for their for just, you know, just how physical they were and, and just doing their job and executing on offense. But, uh, man, it was just a team effort. And I was proud of those guys for finishing the game. That's what our goal last week was. The last two years, you know, y'all have been up on Fordyce in the fourth quarter. And you didn't finish, you know. You weren't tougher than them. You weren't in better shape than them, you know. And and you didn't finish the game. You weren't mentally tougher than them either. And and so we finished it. We finished the game, got the win, and I'm proud of it. And we expect to do that. Like I told the boys, we, we uh, that game's over. We're moving on. It is Baptist prep this week. That game is in the past. It no longer exists. Um, we won the ball game. Hey, great job. You know, they celebrated this weekend. But like I said, we expected to win, and we're moving on. And uh, if we want to be good, um, excuse me, if we want to be great, we have to win big ball games. And and uh, so I was proud of them. But we got to get that mentality that hey, it's time to move on, play the next play the next game. Yeah, most definitely. And and moving on and going to the next game. But um, we will be right back with some stats, player of the week, and we'll talk a little bit about Baptist prep after this break. 
There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas' oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, guys, we are back here on Inside the Huddle with Coach Dean Adams. Coach, how are the stats looking this week? Um, you know, briefly, I'll go through it. You know, defensively, we were, you know, I was very pleased with our guys. I told them, you know, Fordyce is good. They're athletic. They're very going to be well coached. And I said, so they're going to score on us. I said, y'all have to play the next play and be where your feet are. And I said, when they make a big play on you, you can't pout and be mentally weak and sob for a whole quarter. You've got to go and take care of business when you get a chance to uh, redeem yourself. And so I was proud of our guys defensively. Fordyce Hills with a lot of big plays. We ended up fitting it a lot better as the game went on run-wise. But they um, they let some fly on us, and one of them was, uh, man, just a great play by Luke Harper. He was in phase with the kid, and I thought he was going to go up and intercept it. And he goes up and gloves it with one hand and tips it right into his arms for a touchdown. And, and you know, and that was – he did a good job. Everything right except – bat it down, but, you know, defensively, just off the top of my head, um, Stone and Hurley led us with tackles, and they've done a great job inside linebacker for us. I think, yeah, Hurley had three um, solo tackles, four assists. Stone had four solo tackles, four assists. And then, you know, Tabor Tanaka up front doing a great job. He gets quarterback pressure. He gets a few tackles. Um, Kay Davis got a big interception there late in the game. Hunter Browning got a big interception. That gave us uh, both both drives. One drive we scored on. One drive is when I called the the um, the bad coaching call on offense. But um, proud of the defense. They plugged all night and they got after it um, and did a great job. And then on and offensively, let me pull this up so I'm you know not missing anybody. Really, our player of the game this week I was super proud of was Cade Davis. He uh, he rushed nine times for 92 yards, two touchdowns. He had a big night for us, and and we knew I knew that our that our our Z's were going to be were going to be our big playmakers against them. And I'm not going to get into that on the radio just in case we play them again. But um, they were. It, it turned out uh, Carter Tugwell, 12 carries, 47 yards, uh, one touchdown. Um, we've got uh, Matt Stone. 18 carries, 73 yards, one touchdown, and Luke Harper, 23 carries, 117 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and then Hayden Browning got in late in the game in the fourth quarter, and he had two carries for 90 yards. And so, um, you know, proud of that. You know, people, uh, Coach, you know, they, we don't have a lot of passing stats on there, but we didn't have to pass the ball. You know, people, I, I laugh, you know, people say, you know, all you got to do is stop the run. Well, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Stop the run. Um, but we have to uh, – we do have to do a better job in that category. Um, and we've corrected some of that this week, and we're going to see if those corrections hit the field. But I was just pleased with our guys, how our, how physical we were up front, rushing the football. I can't believe that we didn't have to pass the ball. You know, that's just – now, like I said, that's, that's from our guys being mentally tough and being physical, being downhill runners. So – Proud of those guys, and like I said, Kay Davis was our player of the week. Just a great kid, you know. He's a he's over a 4.0, I believe, and he is um and he's smart. He does everything we ask him to do, and he's very coachable. And 
you know, I'd like to have a few more K Davises out there, but I can't. Um, so, hey, I'm very proud of that kid. He did a great job against Fordyce. Yeah, most definitely. But now we've got our last non-conference game and then our, our bye week. We're going into Baptist Prep. They are a 2A. They dropped down to 2A just a couple years ago. How are we feeling about that game preparing? Well, um, you know, we haven't had a very good week of practice so far. Uh, Monday was a little sloppy, you know, and and I had to get after the boys about, you know, hey, you can't, you can't, you ain't, you're not anybody. You beat Fordyce. Hey, so big, so what? Big deal. You got to move on. Um, and if you carry that with you, you're not going to win a lot of games this year. And so you have to have that mindset. And so Monday we did not. Yesterday we picked it up and we looked a lot better. And I was proud of the effort and um, getting things corrected. But, um, you know, we play Baptist prep here at home and, and um, you know, we watch film on Baptist prep and, and, um, you know, so I think we're going to be ready for them Friday night. And uh, I just told the boys, I want to play harder than we did last week. We should be in better shape. And um, I want to come out with a W. You know, that's our goal now is to we need to move forward and, and, and use this game to get us ready for conference play, um, which we open up with Danville after the bye week. And so, um, you know, I talked to some of the boys about our goals this week. And, and like I said, I know I'm kind of secretive, but I'm not, not going to discuss that on, on this podcast. But um, they know our goal, and um, if if our goal is not taken care of, there will be, you know, consequences on Monday, come Monday. So, anyway, uh, we're excited, but we've got to fix quite a few things, our, our passing game, our play action by our running backs. We've got to fix some things on defense in the secondary. And um, so far this week I have been pleased with that. The boys have bought in, and they've got those little, those little bitty things that we're not doing correctly fixed you know Fordyce every time we were we would drop we would we would pass um you know coaches would be like hey they're 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 biting on this so throw you know get we got with this is set up and we would throw it and Fordyce would be on top of it and um and not just because they're so athletic and, and good players but we were giving something away and we've got to fix that we can't that's that's going to get us hurt we're, we're not going to win big ball games if we cannot get the ball in the air some and so that is uh, that's what we worked on this week, and um, they've bought in, and I'm proud of them. So we'll see what happens Friday night. I definitely expect to win and um, and get ready for conference play. All right. Well, I appreciate your time here, Coach, and we'll we'll see how it goes Friday night here at Kenneth W. Hammond Stadium. All right, guys. We are here with Mr. Barry Grooms from Hootons. How are we doing today, Mr. Barry? I am great. How are you, Dalton? I'm doing well. So. How did you get into the position you are now in sports media in the state of Arkansas? Okay. Yeah, let me walk you back to my uh, – in high school, I kind of decided I uh, wanted to do some sports journalism, sports public relations, and ha had some aspirations at that point. A counselor turned me on to Arkansas State University, went up there, uh, graduated high school in 93, graduated ASU in 1997. Uh, went to work, didn't didn't really know exactly what realm of, of sports journalism I wanted to work in, uh, about time to graduate, and I hooked up with a uh, intern, got an internship at Texas A&M Kingsville in their sports information department. I had Ole Miss and, and A&M Kingsville talking to me. I went to A&M Kingsville, kind of did some, an assistant SID down there and, and it didn't pay much but it, it got my foot in the door gave me a lot of experience and, and in fact uh, the guy who hired me 
their sports information director and assistant athletic director is Fred Noosh, and he is from Malvern and graduated Henderson State. So I had an inroad right there uh, to help me get that land that internship and, and, and assistant SID position down there. Stayed there for a year, covered our conference championship football team, uh, traveled around with the basketball team, really enjoyed all of that. Um, time came, I could either renew my contract with them. I had an opportunity to go uh, further west out in New Mexico and, and be an SID. And I also had a job opportunity in Hot Springs at the Hot Springs Sentinel Record and uh, took it under Bob Wisner as the sports editor there. I think he was there for 30 plus years as sports editor. Learned a lot from Bob, worked with him for uh, for almost a well half a year during football i started in may of that year and in football season uh, i got hired or ran into chris hooten of hooten's arkansas football magazine he was kind of the starter of the magazine and, and had the company up and running at the time and i was actually covering a lake hamilton hope championship game football championship game in a driving rainstorm um, in october of 1998 and Chris came up in the press box to do an interview with a radio station from Lake Hamilton and didn't know where to go and I introduced myself pointed him where to go fast forward two or three weeks later he calls me asked if I'd be in interested in interviewing for a position with a company uh, he liked the way I, I handled myself uh, with him that night and I did and I, I guess you could say the rest is history I joined uh, my first day at Hooten's was January 18th of 1999 it was my grandpa's birthday I, I distinctly remember that january 18th 99 went to work at hooten's i've been here ever since uh in fact i'm the last remaining remaining employee from that time um, and our company has recently been purchased chris and chad hooten sold out two years ago to thomas thrash um who who owns our company now and i'm helping him run it now that's kind of how i evolved and got started my, my little backstory to get involved in media in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, and, and you like you said, you have been in this business for, for quite some time. It seems like ever since high school you had that ambition. How has things kind of changed over the time from when, I mean, even from, from back in high school to, to now or even from when you took the job at Hooten's from now? Oh, boy, you have seen so many changes from the – high school perspective of sports man um when i played football and even when i started writing about football teams in 99 you had two-a-day practices teams might lift weights a little bit in the summer and do a few things here and there seven on seven wise but but there were no organized or very few organized summer workouts i've really seen that gain in, in popularity, cut out the necessity for the dreaded two-a-day practices that, that once were a necessary evil. Um, but I've also seen a, a, a lot of evolution as far as players. Uh, Talent-wise, I think 7-on-7 seven seven has helped, especially at the skill positions. And I think we are in a very unique time. I don't know how it's all going to unfold in high school football in the state of Arkansas, but you've got now you've got 
proposed legislation last year of high school NIL deals. We've got it to where this thing could get wild and wacky, much like college football has become. I don't think that's going to happen because of the strong base of coaches we have in the state, but uh, I think that's something to keep our eyes on here over the next couple of years. Um, other changes that I've seen, uh, of course, just the evolution of football in Arkansas is on the cutting edge of it. The passing attack, there were, I think, uh, Ola was one of the first teams around here to start a running gun type system in, in the late 90s. Then you had guys like Gus Malzahn, Barry Lunny Sr., take it to a different level, a national level. As a matter of fact, those guys were renowned speakers on national circuits. I think we've, we've been able to see Arkansas evolve as one of the better-minded football states, at least coaching-wise. We've got some of the better coaches around, and, and I think that helps set us apart. But now the everybody passes the football. 25 years ago, teams did not pass, you know, 10 times a game was a passing team. And now it's really evolved to where teams are getting off 80, 90 plays a game because they run fast-paced offenses. Uh, they pass the ball a bunch. They can slow down the game and dictate it that way. So uh, just, just the evolution of, of offense and now defense trying to catch up with that offense has been one of the biggest changes I've seen. Yeah, and that, that definitely has been – a very big change over the year, but we will be right back with more Inside the Huddle, and we're going to talk some current football after this break. Do you have some land you need cleared to build on? Call Hartzell's Farms and Excavating. Do you have some excavation needing done on your property? Call Hartzell's Farms and Excavating. Hartzell's Farms and Excavating LLC is a veteran-owned and operated company with 20-plus years of experience in the construction business. Owner Vernon Hartzell will be happy to see how he and his crew can meet your needs. Free estimates are available by calling 870-210-0204. Again, that number is 870-210-0204. Thank you for your business. We are okay. back here on Inside the Huddle with Barry Grooms from Hootons, Arkansas, and we've been talking some high school of the past, and now we're going to talk high school of the current. And speaking of change, like you were talking about the evolution of football on that last topic, Magnet Cove had a coaching change here over the offseason as we hired on Dean Adams as our former coach, Caleb Carmichael, left Verizon. And the Panthers have started off the year 2-0 and with a massive win Friday night at Fordyce. What are your thoughts on the Panthers this season? I think that was a eye-opening victory over Fordyce. Uh, and not only for people at Magnet Cove, for people who follow 3A football, but I think on a statewide level, that did a lot for Magnet Cove. Uh, what we've seen from Coach Adams, you talked about the evolution. He, he makes no bones about it. He's going to play his style of football, and it's barring a, a page out of old school playbooks. Run the clock, play clock down to two or three seconds, snap the ball, run it, play with great effort, line up, do it again. Um, really impressed with what he's been able to do. Like that running attack. And the way their offense was able to kind of stalemate the Allen brothers at Fordyce shows that they've got the linemen to play big boy football, but they've also got the backs who will run hard. And those are things you can't teach always. So uh, very impressed so far with what Magnet Cove has been able to do. Yeah, and it definitely was a crazy game down there Friday night. And it, I'll tell you right now, it's the, it's the talk of the town, as they would say. Um, 
coming into school this morning. Everybody was talking about it. But uh, another thing on, on current football is who has impressed you the most this season in any classification as as we move on to week two after we've had two two weeks to kind of look at some teams? Well, you had to start in 7A. Uh, there, there's a couple of teams that stand out. Uh, and we'll just start in 7A. Bryant and Conway last week were super impressive with what they did. Bryant beating an out-of-state team. Christian Brothers from St. Louis, Missouri, who is number one ranked team in all of Missouri. And Bryant handled them. And then Conway, of course, going to Bentonville. Getting a victory, very few thought they might get. Everybody thought Conway would be a really good team come to the end of the year. They may be a good team all the way through. In 6A, the two most impressive teams have been Greenwood and Pulaski Academy. Pulaski Academy beat a very talented Madison, Ridgeland, or Ridgeway Park team out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee last week. Just an awesome victory. Kicked a field goal in the final seconds to win that game. And in 5A, Parkview is the defending champions unbeaten, but the team that impresses most is Shiloh Christian and the way they just manhandled Little Rock Christian last week. That was surprising. And Bo Williams, the quarterback or the running back there, really set himself apart uh, with his effort over 400 yards and five touchdowns. Um, those are a couple of teams that jump right off the page at me. Also, Warren and Harding Academy are off to big starts, but. That was very much expected. And then uh, you look at 2A, I think everybody was kind of shocked at Desart and what they did to Hazen. Uh, able to go to Hazen, get that victory in the opener last week, or their season opening of the game was at Desart. But to get that victory, man, and, and Cash Flanagan played so well. He stepped himself as a legit player in 2A football. Yeah, most definitely in all those teams really have stood out. Definitely, I watched the highlights of the Shiloh Christian LRCA game, and that really just surprised me that Shiloh was able to do what they did to Little Rock Christian. And with uh, Pulaski Academy, as they come off uh, 2-0 and now when they beat Robinson and then went and then had the Nashville team come to town and they took care of business there. But from what you've seen now, or it may be too early to judge, from what you've seen now, who really sticks out to you as a state championship contender that you maybe didn't think come to the season? You're like, well, that could be, and then they've kind of proven it, or just already, like I would say, Bryant. I mean, they're obviously going into the <laughs> season. They're a contender even after the coaching change, and then they just keep proving themselves week after week. Yeah, I think Bryant, you know, Conway, we knew Conway would get there, and then Fayetteville in Class 7. They didn't know what Fayetteville would do, and they've racked up two impressive – victories uh shallow christian we had them ranked number three in the preseason but still i think the way they handled that last week you've got to consider them automatically a state title contender and uh warren lumberjacks had them ranked number two but and not surprised at the fast start they're off to and uh, i think they are a title contender in 4a and, and watch out for elkins elkins is scoring a lot of points uh, they've got a lot of seniors, probably two to three college prospects on that team in Class 4A, and and that makes you pretty dangerous when you're when you're that small school and have that kind of college uh, material. Yeah, most definitely. And I will really be interesting to see, definitely in that 4A, like you said, Elkins is scoring a lot of points. They've got 
two to three guys that could be going to play college ball, but uh, Malvern's looking to go back to back. So we'll have to see as they took it in the the Brick Bowl this past week. But it was great talking to you, Mr. Grooms. I appreciate you coming on Inside the Huddle. Hey, I appreciate it anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you later on. Thank you. Right, bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Barry Grooms from Hootons, Arkansas. And we will be back with the closing thoughts of Inside the Huddle after this break. Hi, I'm Doug Johnson from Razorback Camper Sales. Our family has tried our very best to offer a premium RV dealership right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We want to earn and keep your business. Razorback Camper Sales has totally focused on being the best travel trailer, fifth wheel, and pop-up trailer dealer in the state. We are the true RV professionals in Arkansas. Our service is five-star. Our park supply is endless. Razorback Camper Sales offers a very large selection of the most quality travel trailers in the industry, built by Forest River Incorporated. We are restocked with inventory and ready to handle your RV needs. Everything for having fun and camping is at Razorback Camper Sales. Best RV parts department in the state and a five-star service department. So if you want to be treated the way you like to be treated, come see why our customers are always happy campers at Razorback Camper Sales in Hot Springs. Or visit us at RazorbackCamperSales.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a great week here on Inside the Huddle with Dalton Reed. We have had a great show this week talking with head coach Dean Adams over the massive win in Paul Bear Bryant Stadium last Friday night as the Panthers topped Fordyce 40-36, and they move on to play the last non-conference game of their scheduled Baptist prep at home. We also had the great opportunity of talking to Mr. Barry Grooms from Hootons, Arkansas. Great conversation there um, about past football and current football, how it's going these days. But we have an amazing guest scheduled next week. I mean, an amazing guest. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, to get to know this man over the last, I'd say, year, year and a half. I mean, he is a great fella and definitely somebody I look up to um, in his calling. I does play-by-play and his podcast, writing even – him. He is an, a writer at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It will be interesting to see what he has to say. So next week, we will have the voice of the OBU Tigers, Mr. Rex Nelson, on here. So y'all please tune in if y'all have listened this far. Y'all got the spoiler. We will have Mr. Rex on here next week. So it will be a great show. So I am Dalton Reed, and I'm signing off for this week. Have a good one, and come out and support the Panthers Friday night at Kenneth W. Hammond Stadium. Thank you.